This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. football fans and welcome to the onside kick my name is ricky widmer and as always i'm joined by the mark weber dub them ease and mark before we get started with hey well, this is what we're going to talk about this podcast we got a special anniversary today yeah the day we're recording this on tuesday night as we always do and for you mark this kind of hits a little bit of home because it's your team but this is the 30th anniversary of the chicago bears winning their only super bowl Super yep. Bowl 85. It was a good time. It was a good time. You know, it, it's it's nice to win a Super Bowl, Ricky. Yeah, I would it is know. nice. I would not know. I've, nice. come in, I've come so close, but yet so far. In our uh, group chat between friends and mm-hmm. the Lions guys in it, Mike Slowinski, <laughs> I, I made that comment about how it's nice to mm-hmm. go to a Super Bowl and, and he's win like, it. I don't know what that is because the Lions have you, never been there. You and, uh, you and him both didn't say nothing. No. Didn't well, say a thing. You know what? I wasn't going to go there because, you know, the wide left is... Still a little bit fresh. That wound is not healed completely, mm-hmm. but I bet it feels really nice winning a Super Bowl, even though we both weren't alive for it. Well, I like to think that <laughs> I was alive, at least in spirit. Mark was there in spirit, yeah. even though he was not even thought of at that point. But we got a jam-packed podcast, as we always do for you guys. We're going to be talking a little bit of Peyton Manning, some Cam Newton, and then the all-just-interesting topic, which is the... 2016 NFL Pro Bowl, but Mark, we start our attention off in Denver and Peyton Manning, and this is a story, a folk tale for you guys that goes after the Broncos beat the Patriots and Peyton Manning was shaking some hands, he goes to Bill Belichick, and he leans in and pulls the hoodie in and goes, hey man, it was a good game, this might be my last rodeo. Mark, is this the last time we see Peyton Manning win or lose in two weeks? I sure hope so. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily care for the fact that he said this might be my last rodeo. Like, Peyton, you know if you're going to end mm-hmm. it or not. Unless he really is sitting there going, if I lose, I might come back and try it again. Uh, you know, this is just the this is the right thing to do for him to go. I think he should have announced it Ray Lewis style previously. I think that would have been Derek nice. Jeter's- style yeah. Steve Smith style before Steve Smith said whoa 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 I got injured I ain't going out like a bitch I'll be back next mm-hmm. year go out say you're gonna leave mm-hmm. and then go and win it um you're kind of putting the chips on the table in that case which I like uh you know what's everyone's favorite move in poker all in mm-hmm. exactly so I would love him to do that I don't like this kind of wishy-washy thing but I really think everyone knows he's gonna be done and it's the smartest thing I mean it's right for Gary Kubiak because he doesn't work he shouldn't work as well with Peyton Manning as he is. Uh, it's right for the Denver organization. They've got Brock Osweiler there. And it's right for Peyton Manning. It's time to hang it up. It's time to be done, win or lose, I think. See, and I'm, I don't know. The reason why I'm kind of like an I don't know is in my mind, the realistic part of me goes, win or lose, Manning is done. Because let's be honest, it's kind of like the story we've gotten with Brett Favre when he was in the league. These these veterans don't want to come back for OTAs. They don't want to go through the grind of the offseason that you have to do just to get ready for another NFL season. However, there's a part of me that goes, could we see it to where if he loses goes, nah, this team is too good. I can go ahead and 
win a Super Bowl with this team. Let's give it one more ride. If you didn't, or then apparently they're not that good. Or do we see something where, kind of like John Elway, when he won his first Super Bowl, everyone thought, hey, you know what? Elway's going to hang it up. He ain't coming back. Then he comes back, wins the second one, and then retires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's possible. It's possible he could win and come back, but I just don't think there's anything left in Peyton Manning. And, I mean, you could see it towards the end of the game for everybody who watched. Mm-hmm. He's on the sideline throwing the ball in pain. You can see that he is physically in pain from throwing the football, practicing on the sideline throwing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not good. Uh, this guy, he doesn't have much of anything left. He's noodle arming it at this point. You know, it's just... It's done. The writing's on the wall. He's lucky he's got the opportunity to be winning another Super Bowl. Not because of the team that he has, not because of his own skills, but he's lucky because Brock Osweiler messed it up and they had to put Peyton Manning back in. He came in off the bench. This is not a guy who's got the ability to come back next year and hopefully play again for another Super Bowl. This is it. You know, this really is it. This is your one shot. You got to go for it. That's why I say he should have put it all out there. He should have said, I'm done after this. Because players will play just a little bit harder when they know that the guy next to them, the guy leading them, mm-hmm. this is it. This well, is that one last ride. And another reason why I'm going to just go out, go ahead and say it. I know I said the realistic part of my mind says he doesn't come back, win or lose. I'm going to stick with that. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and say that Peyton Manning knows that, hey, you know what? I'm done after this year. And the reason why, one of the reasons why I think he knows is. Look at the numbers since he's gotten to Denver. This is his, what, fourth year in Denver, and I know he's played 10 games this season compared to the 16 in the regular season, but you go through his yards for the season, 400, 659. Then his 5,400 year. Then 4,700 this year, 2,200. We also see in his touchdown numbers, you go from thirty-seven to fifty-five to thirty-nine, down to nine. Of course, we know that we know that he didn't start year. all the games. Yeah, he didn't start all the games, and I know he was injured, but you can see that. Just but read his interceptions. His interceptions is what's fun. 11, 10, 15, 17. It's going up, mm-hmm. and and I mean that's a that's a huge, you know, that's a huge telling point that he just doesn't have that pinpoint accuracy that he used to have. They're sailing on him. He, I mean, it's not even. It's not that Peyton Manning's making bad decisions. He just doesn't have the ability to make yeah, those same throws anymore. He just doesn't have the strength for it. And I mean, you can go ahead and look at his longest completions: 71, 78, 86 last year, seventy six. And I know you may be saying, but Ricky, it's not as low as that seventy one. Mm-hmm. But when you go from a longest pass of eighty six to seventy five, even his average. Um, Yard per attempt is the lowest eight eight point three seven point nine six point eight. Yeah, and and part it's of that, going down. Part of that, of course, is just Gary Kubiak is saying, "Hey, let's play it safe." But it's also so he doesn't underneath. he doesn't have the strength. No, let's and that's something that they know. Uh, you know, that's people are saying right now that Peyton Manning's yes, he's thrown seventeen interceptions this year and would have thrown more if mm-hmm. he was playing the entire time. Uh, but they've gone down recently. He hasn't been throwing very many, if any, interceptions in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But that's part of that is Gary Kubiak knows, okay, I can't let this guy throw all over the field. I'm going to keep it very Gary Kubiak conservative, very safe. Go underneath. Do not try anything deep. Don't try it at all. 
because it's not going to work. He knows that, and that's why it's been very good and very safe. And that's part of the reason why some people are thinking they're just going to dink and dunk their way. To a Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which might they? Maybe. We'll talk about that, you know, later. Yeah, but. and I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna talk about Cam Newton later in this podcast. We're next week's gonna be our just complete Super Bowl podcast preview. As we're kind of gonna take a softer look at the Super Bowl this week because we've got that off week. Whereas in two weeks, we'll actually next week we'll have the Super Bowl week with media days and everything going on in preparation. For the Super Bowl, but the one thing I want to read off is I mentioned the regular season stats. There's even a decline in the playoff stats. And I just want to look at the it was the 2013 season and this season. Because those were the two years that he's going to be going to the Super Bowl. When they went to the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, he had 910 yards, five touchdowns, three INTs, and an average on attempt of 7.1. This year, I know it's only two games because they have yet to play the Super Bowl for this season, but he's at 398, two touchdowns, zero INTs, and 5.8 yards per attempt. Yeah. And the the number that screams out at me is that yards per attempt. And I know you can say, well, that's just the Kubiak offense. I think it's also what you mentioned, the noodle arm. Mm -hmm. It's also the arm is not there. And to me, Peyton Manning's got to know that, hey, you know what? I don't want to go through this again, win or lose. Now, if he wins, it's going to be great because he can ride off into the sunset Ray Lewis style. Mm-hmm. However, I, the one thing I don't want to see for Peyton Manning, and I really don't want to see it because I had to watch one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks do it on my team, is I don't want him saying he loses. Then, you know what, I can come back, I can give it one more. Then he's playing like, uh, I don't know, the Texans. Week 16 of the regular season, his team's not even going to make the playoffs, and J.J. Watt comes out of nowhere, demolishes him, and we get a, a newspaper clipping of Watt just looking down at an injured Peyton Manning, a la mm-hmm. Erlocker Favre. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's, you know, it, eventually, Peyton Manning's, well, first I'll say he's lucky he hasn't been broken yet, mm-hmm. but eventually, if he keeps playing out there, he's not going to leave the field unless it's on a stretcher mm-hmm. because the guy is just he's, his body is not able to take this anymore let's be honest if if Peyton Manning was on the Patriots we're not having this discussion because he would have been destroyed either destroyed or he would have taken so many hits in the AFC championship mm-hmm. game and won that it's like fuck it he's going to take a million more in two weeks and we're not even going to want to watch that yeah. so I mean the Broncos have done a good job of protecting him but I just look at the Patriots. If if Peyton Manning was on the Patriots, we're not having this discussion. Oh, for sure. Because of, look at all the, what, 23 hits Tom Brady had to take last week? Yeah, and it, and that's going to be something that Carolina obviously is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Carolina's got a great defense, great defensive line, great linebackers. They're going to be coming for him. They know, and this is just the realities of the game, they know if they hit Peyton early, that's going to set the course for the game. However, there's another thing I want to bring up, and this— is another, this is my second reason why I think Manning has to leave win or lose in the Super Bowl is there's a chance, and Bronco fans, I'm sorry I'm bringing this up, but there's a chance Von Miller is not in Denver next year. And I'll be honest, maybe it's because we live in Chicago, Mark. Mm -hmm. The hopefulness from people I've talked from around the area is 
there's a chance Von Miller's not in Denver, and there's a high chance he could come to Chicago to reunite with John Fox. So, I mean, just that fact alone that Von Miller won't be there, that brings the defense down a little bit, and it's not going to be the same team next year if Peyton goes, fuck it, I'm coming back one more year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it'll definitely be different. And the defense, you know, Peyton's done his job, but the defense mm-hmm. has really been carrying this team. They brought this oh, team no, into, the, into the Super Bowl. Let's be honest. The defense won them the AFC Championship game. Oh, for sure. Peyton Manning did not win them that game. No, because what, what did I say, if you remember back from my previews, I said that if it comes between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, I'm mm-hmm. taking Tom Brady. But that defense is going to stop Tom Brady. Oh, and they did. Yeah. They did so much. And he, uh, <laughs> because we mentioned the game, I just want to bring this up. How do you, if you're Bill Belichick, I still don't understand this. You have two fucking fourth downs, uh-huh. and you don't kick field goals? You don't kick field goals? You take the fucking points, yeah. Mark. If they would have taken one of those field goals, they win the game. Yeah, well, they also had the missed, the missed uh, no, extra no, point. No, I no, I know, but with the miss, I'm mm-hmm. not even talking about calling for Goskowski's head because, yeah. let's be honest. Because you, Ricky you don't hates miss, kickers. Well, you don't miss it that much. Like, you, that was a fluke. However— on two fourth downs, you go, fuck it. We're not going to take the points. We're going to go, yeah. and we're going to go with a quarterback attack that my quarterback's been demolished. Yeah. You take the goddamn points, Mark. And also, you got Noodle Arm out there who's not doing anything. <laughs> now, I understand that your your offense wasn't doing much, so like you're really thinking, oh, mm-hmm. do we really think we're going to get the ball back with less time and have to score again? I no, really want to score right you now. You Noodle Arm on the other side. But it's just like— well, I think he's more worried about that defense. He didn't think that his quarterback could drive them back down the field. He had to go for it now. But the thing was, like, I think the first one was, like, with five minutes left. Maybe yeah, it was six. I would have taken the first one for sure. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It was bad. But, I, you know, I, I respect the fact that Bill Belichick's going, no, I'm happy with what I tried to do. And then another thing I don't understand, and I had this conversation with Sean Anderson of the Fast Break podcast here on most valuable podcast because he's a Patriot fan. Yeah. And he even said, like, why the fuck on a two-point conversion are we wasting time on a play action? Mm-hmm. Did they expect us to run it? No, they didn't. And why waste the time? I mean, the Patriots, Manning didn't win that game. The defense won them the game. You can either see it as the defense won them the game or the Patriots lost themselves the game. Manning did not win that game. I don't think anyone's saying that, though. Yeah, the the uh, the Patriots were in prime position multiple mm-hmm. times to get that win, but the defense of the Broncos is just so good they didn't let it happen. That's pretty much what it comes down to. They The Broncos' defense did not let the Patriots win. The Broncos' defense won the game. And if the Broncos win the Super Bowl, it's because of the defense. The defense will win them the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning will get all the credit in the world. He'll walk away, go into Disneyland or Disney World, but he won't be the actual guy who wins it. Uh, you know, no. It really will be that incredible defense, one of the best. Well, I mean, I guess I can't say one of the best defense we've seen in recent years because we just saw the Seahawks destroy the Broncos uh, and not let them put up pretty much anything. But damn, is that a good defense out there, one but of the best. This is going to be a very defensive suit. Like My early thoughts, and of course, this may change a little bit as I kind of digest the matchup that we're going to see, but my thoughts right now in the Super Bowl, man, are that it is going to be a defensive slugfest. And the to me, the side goes a little bit in favor of Carolina, and let's get to that because 
the next thing we we're going to put up on the docket here for the podcast was Cam Newton. And I feel like here's the Super Bowl for me right now, two weeks in advance, is the advantage defensively, you could even say it goes neutral, like even. Nobody has an advantage. Then I'm looking at the quarterback. Which team has the advantage? The Panthers have the advantage in Cam Newton over Peyton Manning. Right now, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, the defense is a bit of a push, uh, but I think I like... I like Carolina's better. I like Carolina's better if Peyton Manning has to throw the ball. Because that, what does Carolina do? They intercept. They well, take the ball away. look at what they away. did to Carson Palmer. Yeah, six turnovers, four mm-hmm. of which were interceptions. However, they could not stop David Johnson. No, no, they could not. Uh, and that's not a huge worry when it comes to Denver, I think. Um, but I don't think Peyton Manning's going to throw the ball out. They know that Carolina can take the ball away with interceptions, mm-hmm. and they don't trust that Noodle Arm can do it. So they're going to throw a little dink and dunks four yards all the time. Now Carolina's got two weeks to prepare for that and stop that. But when it comes to Denver's defense, they will be able to stop Cam, I think, because like you're saying, defensive struggle. But here's the thing that I think that they have an advantage over. Mm-hmm. They will be able, well, they should be able you're to stop. You're talking about the Broncos may have The Broncos advantage. defense. They should be able to stop the run game. They should be able to stop Jonathan Stewart. I don't know, Stewart. man. Jonathan Stewart's had a great year this he year. He has, but they are a team that's built to where they can stop the run. If they stop the run, mm-hmm. that defense has done what it needs to do. What you know, what Carolina is best at, I would say, is those turnovers, taking taking the ball away. I think that Denver's not going to let them do that. That's why I would say the Denver Broncos, even though it's basically a push, they're going to have a little bit of that defensive advantage because they will stop the offensive advantage that Carolina has. At least they should. They should be able to stop that. Well, and I mean, I'm looking at... Um... The two games for Denver so far in this playoffs, and let's be honest, the New England game, let's, we don't even have to look at the run game in that one because the Patriots, the thing coming into that AFC championship game that everyone and their grandmother was talking about was basically, oh, the Patriots are this team where they can throw on you every single down and beat you. So we didn't expect them to run the ball, and the leading rusher was Tom Brady on three rushes technically for 13 yards. His longest was that 11-yard run, and Brandon Bolden was the top running back with five carries, 12 yards. White was right behind him, five carries for 11 yards. And, I mean, the Steelers, Martavius Bryant had 40 yards on two carries that they did on some wide receiver jet sweeps, and then Toussaint had 39 yards on 12 carries in that divisional game loss. Well, the Steelers lost, not the Broncos. But to me, I just I feel like we're... Denver's been able to stop the run because the two teams they've played, number one, the Patriots, didn't run the ball. Mm -hmm. They did, but they didn't run the ball, if you know what I mean. And the Steelers, they were without D'Angelo Williams. If D'Angelo Williams played in that game, I think the run game for the Steelers would have been a little bit better than it was with Tucson. Now we're going to get to see what the Denver defense can do against an actual running back in Jonathan Stewart this year. It'll definitely be more difficult, but I still think that Denver's a team that should, when you just look at this defense mm-hmm. and what this defense can do, they should be able to stop a run, running attack. I mean, it's not like, it's like Adrian Peterson. What do we always say about Adrian Peterson? Mm-hmm. You don't stop Adrian Peterson. You just slow him down. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they're going to be doing. But you slow him down enough, you're putting more of the pressure on Cam Newton to have to do it. Cam Newton has to be the guy who leads the team. He has to be old Peyton Manning 
and say, I got this, guys. You need me now? I'm here. Well, I'm going to go one step ahead of you, and usually that you don't really say this about quarterbacks, but I'm mm-hmm. going to say it right now. If Cam Newton wants to win the Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos, there's going to have to be one play that he makes with his leg, one huge play that he makes with his legs. I'm just calling it right now. There's going to be a third down, like a third and 10, third and 15, third and 20-ish type play where the everyone's covered downfield and he's going to have to make it happen with his legs. And whether he gets that first down is whether or not they win the game. It's going to come down to that, I think. And not mm-hmm. like that's the last play of the series type of thing, but that's going to be the play like, holy shit, when yeah. he did that, that really turned the momentum well, he, for Carolina. What it really needs to be is he just has to have the threat be there. Mm-hmm. He needs to add that extra player because defensives, defenses don't match up well when they have to you know, account for the yeah. extra quarterback. Uh, so that's what he has to have. He has to have well, that threat and there. And with Brady, it was easy. It was just, yeah. you know what? Make sure you pinch him around and that you have that threat up the middle to where he can't step up in the pocket. Yeah, Cam Newton's a little bit different. He's not that step-up-in-the-pocket kind of guy. Mm-hmm. However, he's not Russell Wilson that's just going to spin move and go outside. He's not going to go 20 yards back, <laughs> turn his back, just whip it back there, and, oh, wow, Golden Tate's mm-hmm. open. How did that happen? Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. I think Cam Newton needs to do that. I think that's, I mean, that's the only thing that, they can do. They have to put that threat there so that way you got to keep the defense honest. You can't let them, you know, get too many guys going for you, too mm-hmm. many guys in the box. Uh, Cam Newton really does have to be the hero, I think, in this situation. He's got to be able to do it with his legs. He's got to make the run game work, too, which I know that's not all on him, uh, but he's going to need that run game. And then he's got to have the passes. Cam Newton, the one drawback that Cam Newton has, the one thing people can complain about with him, is the accuracy. He's not the most accurate quarterback. We saw it against Carolina, I mean against Arizona when like they had it put away and he just airballs one right to uh an Arizona defender to take it for a pretty pretty substantial his only pick of the game. Yeah, pretty substantial return. Mm-hmm. He can't do that. He Cam Newton really has to be perfect against this defense and because if you let Peyton Manning hang around Peyton Manning will probably find a way to get it done. He'll mm-hmm. probably find a way to win if you let him be there. No, That's if, why they need to do what they've done against the Seahawks, minus the second half, against the entire game of the Arizona Cardinals, and just put that team away. Just get so far away that Peyton Manning can't possibly keep up with you. Cam Newton has to do it all on his own. That's why I'm saying, and if he does do this, people are going to be saying Cam Newton is the guy. Mm-hmm. He is the Hottest quarterback in the NFL. If he can do this, he will become that. He will become the next superstar. And really, I think, I I really think that with this Super Bowl, first off, I'm going to say that I agree with you. The Panthers kind of have to treat this game like the NFC Championship game. They jump out 17 nothing, and then at halftime, if we're looking at a 24 to seven score. Mm-hmm. Pretty easily, let's go with the Panthers in that one. And I know you're probably sitting there going, well, duh, Ricky. But the first thing I thought of was this was after the Carolina-Arizona game was over. My first thought was, holy shit, we're going to see a re- like the exact same thing that happened when Seattle played Denver in New yeah. York. I said, I like in my head, I'm like, we're going to see the exact same thing 
Carolina is just going to demolish them because A, that defense is good, B, Cam Newton is good, and C, Peyton Manning's a noodle arm isn't going to be able to do anything. And mm-hmm. the trophy may go over his head again. Yeah. Make it, it just snapped might. right out of the end zone. I think one thing, I hate to, to recommend this for a mobile quarterback because you know I'm terrified mm-hmm. of him getting hurt. But Cam Newton really has to play. He's strong, though. He's a well, strong he guy. But he need, and he's, where's Kevlar? So he's good to go. <laughs> he really needs to play this game like it is the last game he will ever play. Mm-hmm. He needs to go out there absolutely no fear. Be willing to put the shoulder down, knock a defender over, go through defenders. Don't be sliding around out there, you know, so they can't hit you. Go out there like you don't care if you get hurt, like you're in the backyard playing football. That's how he's got to do it Mm -hmm. because that will get him a win. If he goes all out and says this game right here is it, this is when I'm winning my Super Bowl, he can do it because he has to kind of Superman his way through this incredible defense. This is probably the best defense in the league. With his own defense being number two, number three out there, uh, depending on who you ask. But this is the best defense he's going up against. He has to single-handedly Superman through this defense and show everybody why he's not just some cocky, arrogant little guy, why he is the real deal. I don't think he's cocky. People think he is. And people are saying he is. I know people are saying is, but oh, I can't remember who the interview was with. I think it was someone from ESPN. They asked him about... When people say, like, oh, you showboat too much, and it's like, why not just, you know, score the touchdown, don't celebrate, and go back to the bench, and, oh, what was his exact answer? Cam Newton said something along the lines of, you know what, I've worked too damn hard Uh to bottle up my emotions. Well, plus, those are the same people who are complaining about the No Fun League. Yeah. And it's like, well, here's your fun. Yeah. It's just not the and, guy who's the on way, your team. And the way I looked at it, and you guys listening, I want you to take a look into your self for a moment. Mm-hmm. Whenever I played backyard football as a kid, whenever I play Madden, whenever I play Madden now, what type of player was I? I was the guy that was dancing after touchdowns, excited, never kept my emotions bottled up because it it's not one of those things where you let your emotions kind of take control of you, but let's be honest. I'm the type of person where I wear, you know me, Mark, I wear my emotions mm-hmm. on my sleeve. If Ricky's angry, you can kind of see like, okay, Ricky's not having a good day today. He may be angry. Or if I'm happy, you can see that I'm happy. So whenever I played a pickup game, I wore my emotions on my sleeve. And if I scored a touchdown, I was going to do a dance or two. Because I was excited that I scored a touchdown. And you just want to have fun with it. And the one thing I kind of – I really don't want to bring this up, but I will because Dave Oster of the Fast Break podcast now, I can say that officially because he's back with the Fast Break. He is a – we've had the conversation before, Mark, of role models in the NFL or athletes in general. And me, if I had a kid, i rather have my kid see someone who is having fun out there than someone who's just like robot, robot, robot. I yeah. play football and I score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I, I really just think when it comes to Cam Newton, people just don't like Cam Newton because yeah, you know, it had nothing to do with him dancing out there. It had nothing to do with someone mm-hmm. giving him the 12th man flag and he threw it on the ground. Uh, it's just that people don't like him because they think about that kid from college who had his little scandal. He got in trouble for something that he did with his dad when he was like 19. And people still aren't over that. And, you know, there's 
without it being too much of anything, I'll just say he's also not the typical quarterback in the NFL. He's not the guy you're used to seeing. He's a very different kind of quarterback. He's a superstar kind of guy. Uh, he's not even. It's not even that he's an all about me kind of person, but he's a superstar personality. He likes showing off that, hey, look, I'm good. I know I'm good. You know, and that mm-hmm. might come across as cocky for people, and some people might be saying, yeah, that is cocky, but the Seattle Seahawks just did it, and we loved the Seattle Seahawks for that. But this one guy is doing it, and that's, I guess, what's causing the problem. They're talking about L.O.B., right? Oh, yeah. Especially like Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. L.O.B., baby. You know, putting that mediocre wide receiver crap yeah. tree against me. <laughs> like, you know, I'd say that's worse than Cam Newton, but mm-hmm. – People don't really care about Richard Sherman. They care about Cam Newton. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's definitely a different different kind of quarterback, and I think that upsets people. Well, and one of the other things that, I mean, you got to go with Cam Newton, you got to think about is this is how many players have we had that he won the Heisman, he won a championship in college, now he gets a shot to win a championship in the NFL. In real football. In real football. And yeah. I mean, you think of the quarterbacks that have been there. Tom Brady, he never won a BCS national title. Peyton Manning, the guy he's facing, never won a BCS national title. Russell Wilson never won mm-hmm. a football title. Cam Newton can put himself in elite company with a win here because Heisman Trophy, BCS title against the Oregon Ducks and Chip Kelly. And then he can win himself a Super Bowl. And what would even put the icing on the cake is if the night before the Super Bowl he wins the MVP. Yeah, maybe he'd win it all. You know, it doesn't happen very often, and, and people wonder why this kid thinks he's good. Do you think Cam because could he win is. the MVP? He should. He is, is it him or Tom Brady? It's him. Tom Brady's not even in the conversation after what happened out there. I, I think so. I mean, after what is, happened in the AFC Championship that, game, doesn't matter. MVP just regular season? Yeah, but you can't not look at the postseason. I'm I'm just saying, don't they do? They just use the regular season. They're supposed to, but I mean, it's not like there's a rubric out there. Mm-hmm. They're just judging by what they judge, and I think it's got to be Cam Newton for over, sure. Over a time, like oh, you name a single pl- any player in the NFL, I'm put, picking Cam Newton first. Here, here's what besides I besides Greg Olson, I'm going to take Cam Newton. Here's first. what here's what I'm going to say about the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. If you want to slap Roger Goodell in the face, you give it to Tom Brady. If you don't want to slap Roger Goodell in the face, you give it to Cam Newton. And I say that because either, like, if either player won it, I would say, okay, they deserve it. Both of them had great seasons this year. But it comes down to if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, it is just Tom Brady going, fuck off, Goodell, and yeah. slapping him in the face. Although Goodell saying, Deflategate. where's that ring? Where's that <laughs> ring? I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Cam Newton, undisputed leader of this team. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. Like, yeah, Luke Keekley's there, and everybody loves Luke Keekley as yeah. they should. But Cam Newton is the leader of this team. There's no reason why the best team, who is 15-1, especially if they win a Super Bowl, but way above everybody else, uh, and this guy is the leader of that, why shouldn't he win it? Okay, we're going to move on to our last topic of the podcast, and it's the most important one in my mind, right? I mean, you got the Pro Bowl. Yeah. We got the Pro Bowl this weekend, and I just want to throw out, like, 
And I know I say that it's important, but obviously I'm being sarcastic, guys. And Yeah, you've seen the thumbnail. I've just I just want to throw this out for a second. I'm going to list off the big name players that are not going to be in attendance and who's taking over for them. You ready, Mark? Larry- uh, I think I might take a break while you do this. It's going to be a while. Larry Fitzgerald will be replaced by T.Y. Hilton. Carson Palmer will be replaced by my boy Teddy Two Gloves. Patrick Peterson will be replaced by Adam Pacman Jones. Other leading scars. Tyrod Taylor is going to replace our. He replaces Cam Newton. Ryan Khalil's going to be in there. I mean, we've got Greg. Well, all the Panthers, Panthers and Broncos, let's be honest. We're not going to bitch at them because they've got a Super Bowl to play. But, I mean, the guys I'm looking at, A.J. Green is actually going to play. Odell Beckham's actually going to play. Eli is not, though. Calvin Johnson is not going to play. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play. Julius Peppers is going to play. He's going to replace Von Miller. And it's just like I look at these stars and it's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. What like, I think like, is play in the goddamn yeah. pro. Like, well, Tom no, Brady. Don't play. Gronkowski. Screw the, screw the Pro Bowl. Play no, in the goddamn Pro no. Bowl. The funniest thing about the quarterback list is there's only one person who actually was like initially mm-hmm. put in, Russell Wilson, who's still gonna play. Everybody else was like, no, thank you. Uh you know, and you have like Big Ben in there who's obviously hurt. Uh Newton and Tom Brady are in the Super Bowl. They're not gonna go. But, uh, yeah, no, screw the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl sucks. The Pro Bowl will never be good. There's not a single thing the NFL can ever do to make me watch the Pro Bowl. I'm never going to watch the Pro Bowl. I don't know what you – like, I think every single year I come up with things that's like, you know what – I mean, Brandon Marshall had a great series season. He's not going to play. But you. But here's – even if these guys played, let's say somehow Tom Brady and Cam Newton both play. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is on the – field the same time Cam Newton's on the field somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, they they do all these things. Brandon Marshall's out there. Brett Favre comes back, and he plays too. Like, you have all these guys out there. There's not a single thing about that that makes me care because, one, these players don't care. Two, there's no reason for them to play this game. This game means absolutely nothing. Three, there's nothing interesting. There's no defense. And they played a little bit of better defense last year, supposedly. But there's no defense to the Pro Bowl. Nobody I, cares. It's just how many touchdowns can you throw? I still think that, and it's. I think for the remainder of time, it's always going to be that the only all-star game that I'm ever excited about is baseballs. That's and, the only one I'm excited about because it me, actually matters. The only thing I care about the baseball uh, all-star game, really, mm-hmm. is the home run derby. It's the only thing I care about. Yeah, but I mean, it, even the act, when you watch the actual game— it's actually a compelling game, though, because, I mean, it actually matters and guys are kind of taking it seriously a little bit because, oh, it's for home field advantage in the World Series. Whereas I feel like in football, there's no way you can make this game count for anything. I mean, you the could. Because football, football mm. the Super Bowl is a neutral yeah. site. But even so, you could let – this. obviously nobody would care, but you could do it if we still put NFC versus AFC, mm-hmm. that you get to wear the home jersey. That would maybe matter See, but to some teams. They don't even do that because I mean the, now like, it's the Broncos. The Broncos today said, "Yeah, we're wearing the whites. We're going to wear the mm-hmm. whites for the Super Bowl." Why do they get to decide? Shouldn't it be Carolina that decides? They decided they're going to play. They're going to wear the whites. Mm, I don't know if that's how that works. Unless they maybe had a discussion and Carolina's like, "Sure, maybe we'll wear they blue. did." But the 
the announcement. Carolina's Broncos blue jerseys are better. Anyways. I love the blue jerseys. Yeah. They I should just it. have blue versus orange. <laughs> like, there you go. There's no reason why you guys can't both have colors. It's like Wilbon said today on PTI. The Broncos just need to throw out their unis now and bring back the throwbacks. Yeah. With the D, with the Bronco coming out of it. Everybody has number seven on it. <laughs> Everybody's Elway. John Elway. But, I mean, with the Pro Bowl, it's how how do you make it exciting? That's well, the thing. How do you make it you exciting? You don't. That's why I said I think I said this last year too, probably on our podcast. Well, like the only thing that the NFL can do for me to make me care in the slightest mm-hmm. is to get at my future children. When I have kids, make me do like do something to where I want to bring my children to that. Because but they for, have it in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, you know, I've always suggested that they should do bring the skills competition back. Oh, I love uh, the skills because competition. Because at least that's something that I care about. Um, not that much. Honestly, if they brought it back, I wouldn't watch it. I would just my read favorite, about what happened. My favorite but, was the kicking. Like, yeah. Nugent fucking, like, kicking, mm-hmm. like, pinpointing corners from, like, X amount of yards I wanna, away. I want to see quarterbacks throw uh, in the tire. You mm-hmm. know, I want to see that. I don't actually want to see it, but I, I'm willing to read about who was able to do it. Oh, I'd watch it if I it's wouldn't. on NFL Network. It's but I'm fun. like, the only thing I think they can do is just make I'm it not gonna a family cancel my event. Pl- I'm not going to cancel my plans on a Saturday to I'm pretty watch sure it, I already but, got plans. But uh, it's like, if it's just on, I'll be like, yeah, sure, whatever, and I'm not doing anything. Well, I think what I said last year was move. Screw Hawaii. Why is it in Hawaii? Move it somewhere where people can go. You Arizona. Know how, you know how far you have to fly to get to Hawaii? Far. If you were to fly from where we are in Chicago, I'm pretty sure it'd be like a six, seven hour flight. But isn't isn't it? And the, you'd also have to make a stop. Okay, and the one thing I'm going to throw out isn't it the plan to Crocky's new stadium? Isn't that supposed to be the Pro Bowl site when it's all said and done? Oh, I don't know. When it's built, I don't know about like, that. Like we're making the stadium to be like the Ram Stadium, the Pro Bowl Stadium, the Olympic Stadium, the Final Four Stadium, oh, I don't the Concert think, I don't stadium. think that's true. No, I think that's what Kroenke would like. Yeah. But nobody else, no no one in the NFL I wants the say, Rams to have the Pro Bowl Stadium. I, would, I wouldn't care. It's L.A. Everyone would want to go to L.A. I don't think so. It's or expensive Arizona or Miami I what or I say, somewhere hot There's not nice. necessarily a, a football stadium close enough, but I don't think it matters. Have it in Cherry World. No, I think you should have it at fucking Disney. Oh, true. They then, let the yeah. MVP of the Super Bowl go to Disney, so oh, keep that okay. going. I mean, ESPN. I like it. It's warm weather ESPN down there. doesn't own the NFL, but they own ESPN. Yeah. And it's close enough. ESPN's going to be the only one who mm-hmm. cares enough to have the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. So just send it there. Have the skills competition. Have a bunch of kids go there. Disney will make it a big event. It'll be a family-oriented thing. Cam Newton can hand out footballs. Cam Newton will gladly hand out footballs. <laughs> Don't... I mean, I know you don't want the the pro, or I mean, the Super Bowl guys to play in a game. But have them not at that least it matters. Go. Yeah, have them be there. Mm-hmm. Have signings. You know, they can make autographs. Like, there's all make these it things a family you can do. event instead of. That's a... what you need to do because nobody, no actual football fan that mm-hmm. isn't a kid, no offense to any children out there, cares about the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Once you hit like high school age, there's not a thing about the Pro Bowl you care about because it's just not a fun game. It's not interesting. Mm-hmm. Pro Bowl's dumb. It needs to go away. If they got rid of it today, not a single person in the world would be let's, upset. Let's be honest. The only Pro Bowl memory that anyone talks about is when um, uh, Sean Mays just or Sean Taylor lit up the punt, lit up that punter. Mm-hmm. When Taylor just lit up that punter, just boom, you big know, hit. Honestly, that's the only thing that we're talking about. You know, my only real memory of the Pro Bowl is 
the very first episode of the onside kick was recorded <laughs> on the Pro Bowl because I made a joke. Yours. The the first, the first one, one I was on. on. Yeah. The first one I was on. Because I made a joke about how I was going to watch the Pro Bowl during <laughs> it. And I put the Pro Bowl on mute and just basically made jokes about how bad it was. Because it was bad. That was the last AFC-NFC matchup, I think. Was it? Or the was second really? to last. That was a long time and it's ago. And like, it's like now, think about it, where we had this thing where we're picking teams. That's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. It is a cool idea. You know, I love that we stole that from hockey. Because <laughs> they did. They stole from hockey. Yeah, and now hockey's even changing it. Like, hockey changed it to where they don't even do it anymore. Yeah. But I, I think that's interesting that they do it that way. But still, it's like, okay, but that doesn't do much. You know, we still don't care. You you tried a thing and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't know if there's anything that they can do. Maybe had the mascots play each other. That'd be fun. Can we throw the mascots in there too? Like have a mascot being playing quarterback mm-hmm. with like Brandon Marshall out there as his wide receiver. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. I would watch. No, hey, I wouldn't I mean, that. in the old college uh, sports games, they used to have the mascot game. Yeah. If we just do that, have the mascots play out there. Mascots still play each other every now and then. It's fun. And you know what? I I looked it up. Uh-huh. You are, like, spot on, my friend. Yeah. You are spot I'm. I looked it up online, and, I mean, I'll put a link to it in the description for some old just reminiscing, but podcast episode one, the first one that Mark was on, we recorded January 27th of 2013. The next day was the Pro Bowl. We recorded on that, or no, wait, we recorded no. on that Sunday, yeah. and it was the Pro Bowl, the 27th. Because yeah, I watched it. So you were right. That's you the, did. That's like the only time I've ever watched the Pro Bowl. Did we talk about the Pro Bowl? Yes, at the very end, but we talked, that was I when think we were was, talking NBA. Yeah. We talked about the Pelicans and midseason NBA Yeah, on that podcast. Wow. We used to talk about things that weren't football. You've got a good memory, my friend. Yeah. You've got oh, it. But I, I just, remember. back to the Pro Bowl, I don't know how you make it. I still don't know how you make it. I, I like your idea. Mm. Make it family oriented, but but that kind of leads to the problem. The Pro Bowl game will never be anything anybody cares about. No, it won't be. And it's the other stuff. It's the home run derby. It's the dunk contest. You know, those well, are no, the things the that people con- care about. Like the dunk contest, no one cares about because like LeBron well, you, doesn't yeah. do it. KD doesn't do it. The, the big stars don't do it. Kids care about it. Kids well, care about yeah, it. But the I'm skills competition, about, kids will care about that. Kids will more beg ki- their parents to take them to Disney. I think more kids in the 90s cared when Jordan was doing it. Well, because Jordan to, was the greatest player of all time. It's that simple. Ugh. You can't always be the greatest of all time, Ricky. You can't. Well, no, nobody's the GOAT except for Tom Brady and Michael Jordan in their respective sports. But that is going to do it for the onside kick this week. Let us know down below what you guys think. How how do we change the Pro Bowl? How do we make it relevant? How do we do whatever to it to make it an actual watchable event? I want to hear from you guys down below in the comment section. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's. Mark Weber, most valuable podcast is at most valuable pod. Go ahead, hit that repost and heart button on SoundCloud, that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure to check out all our other podcasts here on Most Valuable Podcast and check out mostvaluablepodcasts.com, your one-stop shop for everything NVP. I want to thank you guys again for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.